Okay, everybody say welcome to the uh, Tuesday night vad. For those of you that are new, um, Tuesday night we speak about exploring Amuna, which is uh, a weekly uh, a weekly discussion about inyanim of Amuna and bitachin and uh, strengthening our belief and faith in the Rabbeinu Shalom, which is always very important to do. So we take a uh, a concept from the parsha and we. Uh, and we go deep into it. So this week's parasha is Parashas Mishpatim, and the Pasuk says, Lintais Achere Rabim Lahatis, which is talking to the Dayanim. It's one of the mitzvahs in the parasha that are relevant to Dayanim. Dayanim must know that Achere Rabim Lahatis, the way that we determine uh, a psak in din, in a Sanhedrin, in a Bestin, is we go by the majority, majority rules. So if you have uh, more than, if let's say there's three dayanims, then whichever, uh, the two out of three dayanim, whichever way they lean, lintais means to lean in a certain direction, or lahatais, so that's the way we go. And if there is a bestin of 23, we would take the, uh, the rive of that, and if it's a bestin of uh, shivim, shivim vechad, we would go with that. And that is the way the Torah prescribes the, uh, the way that we pask in Shilas. So in Kaivitz Mamarim of Rebbe Chanan Wasserman, he says as follows, a fascinating Shaila, you wouldn't even think that it's a question, but all the Gedele Achreinim speak about this. The, uh, the, the Tumim speaks about this, the Chasim Sefer and Rebbe Chanan himself, they each give similar but sort of different answers to this question that is a shocking question to begin with, uh, but maybe it's not. Hagain Balat Tumim, Tumim was one of the, the great G'dayle Achreinim. Nishal me'echad me'chachme ha'gayim. Was asked by one of the chachme ha'gayim, one of the, the great Gaish uh, philosophers, I guess. Hare kosov ba'tayra achre rabim lahatis. The Torah says that you go, like we just discussed, you go always by majority. A majority always rules. So he asks a very simple question. You, you're the Jewish people, right? You know how few Jews there are in the world? You know, if you would read the newspapers and see how many, uh, uh, you know, billionaires there are and how many uh, celebrities or producers or bankers or, uh, you know, you'd think that the world was comprised of at least 10 15, 20% Jews, right? Because everything seems to be always about Jews, or at least if you read the Jewish papers, at least for sure. But, uh, but even, you know, the, it seems like we have a very large footprint in this world. The truth is, I think that the Jewish population in the world is less than a half of 1%. It's approximately 0.2%. It's, it's what? Like around 0.2%. 0.2%. A quarter of one percent. Okay, so that means you take the whole world and you take um, you take one percent of the world, and it's a quarter of one percent of the world. It's amazing, you know. It's it's that's a very very slim, very slim minority of people in the world that are Jewish, and so the question that was posed to to the Tumim by this person: is, Listen, you're a small group of people. If, we, if the Torah itself says, that you should go by the majority, so look at the majority of the world. 
you have billions and billions of people. How many people are in the world today? How many billions? Seven, seven billion. That's what I thought. How many? Okay, seven and a half billion people. Uh, half of them probably are, I guess, Christians, and half of them, the rest of them are like Muslim and uh, Hindu and whatever. And uh, so there's a lot of different religions in the world. So if we're really going to go Achrei Rabim, if that's really what the Torah wants, so then shouldn't we go with the majority if they believe in, in whatever religion they believe in? If they're bowing down to cows, maybe chas v'shalom, we should consider that because the whole world can't be crazy. We should go with the majority. Now this would seem, if you, know, if you would ask me this question privately, I think you're off the wall because, you know, what kind of question is that? But this is a, a real question that was that was posed to Tumim. It doesn't seem like a you know we're you know it's but you know I have personally been asked this question. Believe it or not, people come to me with, with they have issues with Amuna, and they said I remember one guy specifically says you know I I don't think the whole world is crazy. You know, the whole world can't be crazy. There's billions of people that bow down to this, and there's billions of people that believe in that. And so Mechatesi that we're right. Maybe they're right. And so this is just a, a sort of like more of a lumdish way of posing it, but it's basically the same idea. Like, how do you know? How do you know that you're right? You're only a small percentage of the world, and you're up against you know billions of people that believe in other avedazaris lamineim. So how do you know that you're you're actually who told you that you're right and not them? Okay, this vat is not intended, by the way, to open up. Pandora's box and make you think about Sveikas and Emunah, We're going to, don't leave yet, okay? So, So the Gain, the Tumim answered him, When do you have a din of Raiv? When does this din of Raiv apply? That you have a Shaila and you go Basar Raiv. That's only when it's a Suffolk. If you have a question about something, then that's when you employ this rule of Raiv, but not by Avadai. For example, he says, the classical case of Raiv, uh, when you would paskin Basar Raiv, and it's a, it's a case that appears many times throughout Shas, you have nine stores that are selling kosher meat. There's one store in the neighborhood. There's ten butchers in the neighborhood, let's say on Main Street. Ten of the, nine of the stores are kosher. There's one treif in a meat store. You find, you're walking on the street and you find meat on the ground. It doesn't have any label on it. You have no way of knowing whether it's from a kosher butcher or not. So then in that case, is you would be allowed to eat the meat because you can go basar rive. You can assume, safely assume, that because of this pasuk, you go basar rive. So if there's nine meat stores that are all, and you know, that are selling kosher meat and one selling trefin of meat, it's safe to assume that 90, you have a 90 to 9 to 1 chance of it being kosher. And you'd be allowed to. That's when we would use the din of rive. V'ulam imachaticha amiot but let's say it says on the meat itself, it says halal meat. Okay, would you be allowed to eat the meat? No. Well, why not? It, don't you go basar raiv? No, you don't go basar raiv. Raiv is only when it's a pure suffix. It says nothing on the meat, and now it's a purely mathematical equation whether or not 
you know, is it is it kosher or not? We go basarai. But if it's avada, if you see on the meat that it has a label on and it says that it's clear that it's tray, if you can't say, well, you go basarai. You don't go basarai in that case because you only go basarai by a suffix, not by a vade. He says, v'chena nachnu, ein lanu suffix v'amitas amunoseinu, Therefore, said the Tumim, he says, you can't ask me that question. The question doesn't start. You're asking me, well, you should go Basra. The Torah says, go Basra. So go Basra with Avadizar. No, no, no. That's only true if we would actually have a suffix in our Amuna. We don't know which is the real God. We have, we know. We know, Baruch Hashem, that our God is the real God, the Tyra is true, and the Nevi'im were true, and, and we have a Messiah. We're not in any Suffolk. If, we're in a, if we'd be in a Suffolk, then maybe the question might be one to, to, to think about. But if we're Mamin and B'nai Mamin, and we believe in, in Klal Yisrael, we believe in Yiddishkeit and Tyra and the Rabbi Nishalom, we don't have a Suffolk. It's a Vadai by us that the, that the Tyra is true and that the Rabbi Nishalom is real. So if that's the case... We don't, this question doesn't begin. That's one way of diffusing this question that was posed to the Tumim. The Chasam Seifer also, Mazker Shilzi, also mentions this, this question. Same uh, question was posed to him, apparently. Or maybe he was basing it off of the, the person that the Tumim was asked by. As he answers pretty much the same Tshuva with a little bit of a twist. When the Pasuk says, Lintais What does that mean? Lintais, what is Lintais? Lintais means to pivot. You know, in basketball, you pivot this way, you pivot that way. So that is the, uh, the, so if you have a pivot, you're not sure which to go, which direction to go, this way or that way, then you go with the rive. You, have, you can go this way, you can go that way. Azai, in that case, then Then you go If there's no pivot, we don't have a pivot, there's no tzad to say maybe the other religions are right. Why would you say that? Just because many people are following it? Doesn't mean anything. That's not a. There's nothing inherently like uh, convincing about any of the other religions that we should be thinking even remotely about about them being a real option. Vubarak Hashemesh Sham Ein Lanu Lachazacher. There's no. There's no din roiv there. Vafilo Elif Alafim Ba'im Ba'imim Neged Habar Vayadu Alanu Lanishon. It could be a billion people that tell us something in the as far as and this and that, but it doesn't doesn't affect us at all because it's just simply, uh, it doesn't start. It's not a pivot. It's not a question mark, which is sort of uh, the same thing that the Tum says, but maybe in, in different words. Now, we're going to see where Bilchan himself says uh, an amazing shot. Also, of course, to diffuse this, uh, this question. This Pasuk is said specifically by Dayanim. Dayanim are the ones that are going basarayv. Shem kulam kisherim ladun. Now, to be a Dayan, it's not an easy process. To be a Dayan is a, you have to be kosher to be a Dayan. It's not just, they didn't just take random people and, and put robes on them and, and, and let them go into Sanhedrin. To be a member of a Sanhedrin back in the olden days, or even to be a member of a Bestin today, 
You have to really know your stuff. You have to know Chayish uh, Mishpat. You have to know, uh, you know, how to how to how to be done. All the dinim of being done. You have to have a uh, like the pasuk says in this past week's parsha. Yisrael told Meishar uh, Abeno, you know, you need people that are on Chayil. People that are Yirei uh, Elikim, Sainei Batsa, and Sheemes. People that are they're legit. Like they're there's they have fear of God and they 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 love truth and they hate money and they're not going to be swayed. They're not going to take Sheichad. You have to be a really chashva person to be a Dayan. Sheinam Noigim. These are people that don't have any negiyas. You can't have a Dayan that has a bias one way or another, right? Like if he. If I if it's a cover of that that I'm being done, or if I have some skin in the game, I would recuse myself. A dayan has to have no negiyas. A dayan has to be fully able to be objective in din and and to be able to have a clear uh, a clear view of what the the halacha should be without being swayed by any any bias whatsoever. But let's say most of the dayanim are nageya. Meaning most of them are, they have a bias. So it's like a kangaroo court. I, already, the cast has died before the din even begins. Everybody knows which way the din is going because they're all on the take. And there might be a few that are not. But in that case, you don't go by the right because the right is, they're all, they're all uh, compromised. They're not, it's not a good sample. So in that case, you would go by the miyot because the miyot of people that are, that are, really genuinely, um, you know, neutral and din, they're the ones that would, that, would, that would be the ones to listen to. And the raiv, raiv by itself isn't impressive if they're not, if they're not real dayanim. So Rebbe Chanan says, When it comes to issues of emuna and religion, you cannot determine the truth Amazing chat says. says like this in order to be a in order to be a um, somebody that really has has a say in, in what's true and what's not true, meaning who are we listening who would we listen to? If let's say we, this was a serious issue that we'd have to go bus or arrive, and the whole world is going after uh, after this avaydazari, after that after that navi sheker or whatever, so the whole world is going after them. So maybe we would theoretically have to listen to arrive, but only if the arrive were genuinely unbiased and they had a clear mind and they were able to to really be rational and and thinking without any bias whatsoever. What does that mean, a bias? How would you be biased when it comes to deciding issues of faith? Well, a bias would be um, tivus. Meaning, why would people worship uh, Avaidazara? Why would people worship uh, certain religions over other religions? I'll tell you why. Because if let's... And, and this, is a real, this is a real reason why many people go off the derech. Or why many people... If they do, I don't know how many how popular. I think today people just go off the derech. They don't they don't necessarily go to another religion. But let's say they would go to a, to a, let's let's say start being a bit of a desire tomorrow. Chas v'shalom. Why would they do that? So the 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 psychology of or the anatomy of a of the reason why a person would go away from the Torah 
is because it's not because, wow, I'm, I'm really looking for the emes. I'm not saying that never happens. There might be certain people that are, they, they're, they're really in search of truth and they feel like, you know, like Yisra, he tasted every desire in the world. He really wanted to get to the truth and he ended up with, with the Rabbi Nishan, with Klal Yisrael. But very few people today, I think, are really looking for the philosophical truth of, you know, of, of more people than not, I think, today, and Gedalim say this, is they're looking for taivas. We're living in an age of hedonism, of materialism, of taiva. And so let's say I want to I wanna, I wanna have a, a, you know, a life that's full of hayalus, of prikas ayal, of doing what I want, when I want, on my terms. I can't. I can't do it. Why can't I do it? Because I'm, I'm a firm person. I have the taira. There's mitzvahs. There's... Uh, things to do. There's Yisurim. I can't, I can't do anything. I'm, not, I'm very restricted. So I'm not going to be a from Yid and, and go and do Taivas because, uh, you know, that I, it doesn't sit well with me. So I have to make one stop before I, along the way, before I do that, first I have to go away from Yiddishkeit. I have to sort of deny Yiddishkeit. I have to go after, and then that, then I would be allowed to do my Taivas. A lot of Avedizara, the Vilna Gain writes about this, a lot of Avedizara is predicated on Taivas. You know, you find like, let's say, by the Benais Midjan, there's many rice this, but by, by the Benais Midjan, it says like, you know, that in order to entice Klai Yisrael to do, to, to, uh, to do Zara, they use their, they, they were Mizana with them in order, because, because the Avedizara and Znus are really, very closely related. A lot of the Avedizaras in the world allow you to do a lot of things. They allow you to do all these serum that we have, all the, you know, the lavin, and that does, they don't apply, or they're not enforced, let's say, by, by many of the Avedizaras of the world. So, so a person, if they're going after their religions, they would, to say that they're free from bias is impossible. They're not, it's not a fair you know, group of, of, of people that are deciding this, that we go, okay, let's go bus a right because you know, 69 out of 70 of the nations of the world are going in, in Avedizara direction, so we should follow them. Okay, we could follow them, but only if all the 70 Umasailam were really like Dayanim that are perfectly unbiased, but they're not unbiased. Why are they not unbiased? Because they are... Uh, they're going after their taivas. Taiva is the greatest bias in the world, right? If I have a taiva, then no, all rational thinking, all intelligent thinking, all, you know, it doesn't apply. He says the only people that really could be unbiased is Chachmi Yisrael. Chachmi Yisrael are people that are in control of the Yitzhahara and they, they, they push back against their Yitzhahara. They don't want to, you know, and so if you have 70 G'dayla Yisrael that are sitting and passing a Shaila, so hopefully they will be unbiased and then you go bust the rive of them. But to say that, that Gayim have the ability to also be equal to Chachmi Yisrael and they're all like, you know, philosophers thinking purely about the, the truth of the world and how things happen, they don't have that ability. They don't. They're not because they're bad people. They just, because they are nimshach after the taivas ha'elam hazeh, they can't make a fair decision. They can't see things clearly. 
Chachmi Yisrael with the Torah Kadesha have the ability, you could trust, you know, you could trust the stipler, you could trust Yibad Chaim or Chaim Ganyevsky or Rav Yosef, uh, you know, uh, you know, you could trust people like that, that they're, they're seeing things objectively and clearly without having any taivas of, of Yetzirah, you know, pulling them away from the truth. They have the clarity of thought that the other Umar Salem Lahavdol simply do not. He says, Va'af, and even if you want to say, well, you know, let's go back a thousand years, two thousand years, maybe there were like real philosophers that, let's say, Kaviyocha were not involved in Taivas, and they were really, I don't know, Aristotle and these, you know, these types of the famous, the famous uh, philosophers, and they were, by the way, they they were very steeped in in uh, in, in Taivas, as we know, but let's say they weren't. So, even if that would be true, but there might be one or two that you could find that were really pure thinkers without the Taivas, but, but they would be a mir keneged the chazal, chazal akadashim, chachamenu, they, you know, they far outnumber them. So, asher hayula look at Shas, look at the Mishnayas, the Tanoam, the Amiraim, the Rishainim, we have thousands of them, thousands of balitaisis. Thousands, I don't know how many exact. There's an exact number, by the way, of how many balitaisis there were. I don't know it offhand, but uh, definitely several hundred balitaisis. Um, and there were rishinim, and there were many, many, you know, gainim, and and we don't have all their names, or whatever. There were, you know, thousands, thousands, and thousands of really pure thinkers. The Vilna Gain once said that every single Amaira and definitely every Tana in Shas, you know, you learn Gemara every day, right? So you, you, you find, you know, Ravina and Ravashi and Abaye and Rava and uh, Rabbi Yechanan and, and Rish Lakish and all the great Amairaim. You know, sometimes we don't give them the proper covet, you know, and he said, you know, these guys said this and these guys said, you ever hear people like, you, you, you have to understand, says the Vilna Gain, these weren't just rabbis, he says, every single Amaira, if, you if your name appears in Shas and you're an Amaira, you we have a Kabbalah that they were able to be Mechayim The smallest Amaira in Shas had the Kayach to be Mechayim If there was a dead guy on the floor, an Amaira, any Amaira that, whose name appears in Shas would have the ability to be Mechayim That's how great the smallest Amaira were. He brings a Raya, a Gemara says that... Uh, there's a Gemara that uh, I think a certain, uh, a certain, a mother of a king said to the king that, uh, you know, that even the smallest of them could be Mechayim And so it was referred, it was during the time of the Amairam. It means that, th- that this is a Kabbal that we have, that even the smallest Amaira had the ability to Mechayim the Rishainim and the Achreinim, the Vilna Gayin and Givager. You know, these are people, we have thousands of Gedalei Eilam that were pure. If, if you take all the Umas Eilam together of, for thousands of years, how many people, is there one Rav Givager in all of those Umas Eilam? Is there one Rashba? Is there one, uh, one Rav Haigain and, and all of them that, that have a clarity of, uh, they might be brilliant people, but were they able to really be completely uh, neutral and un, unbiased one way or another when they came to deciding matters of Amuna? Very doubtful. Very doubtful that they had even a handful compared to the thousands of Chachma Yisrael that we have. 
You know how many Nevi'im Klai Yisrael had? There was twice the amount of Yisrael, 1.2 million Nevi'im Klai Yisrael had. And how many, again, throughout history, all the Rabbanim, all the Ga'inim. Just how many, how many Nevi'im were said in the Gemara and Megillah? How many? 48. And how many Nevi'im? Seven. Right, but those were only the Nevi'im that were, their Nevu'ah was Hutzrecholodiris, that we needed them, you know, for future generations. But there are many, many, there are a million, over a million Nevi'im that were, that existed, that communicated with the Rabbi Nishalom, but we just don't know them because their Nevu'ah was not necessarily Lodiris. Also, many, many Nevi'im and many, uh, you know, Ga'inim. Imkein me'adin hazeh ba'atzmai. Says Rabbi Chan and Achay Rabbi Mahatais Nimtza Shanu Chayavim Lishmaya LeKabel Lasenu Merabe Senu Zal Asherak Eim Hayikshem Ladon Binyanei Amuna Biyeshek Sichlam Chafshi Mishum Netias Ratzin Kolshu. Their minds were clean and free from any Netia. They were able to see things clearly when it comes to Amuna. They weren't biased. They didn't have the Tivus that would, and the, the Tivus wouldn't help them. The Tivus would take them away from the Amuna. So if people were Bali Amuna, that means that they had to be really free of any Tivus. Hashela Hazais, listen to Rabbi Khan and how he compares this Shaila. Let's say you pass by a bar. Okay, you pass by a bar. And people are all shikr there. It's all, you know, you go in there and there's music and everybody's drunk. You find a hundred drunkards that are all rolling around on the floor there. They're all shikr in a, like a crazy state of shikras. Why don't you do like us? We're a hundred guys. We're drunk, so you get drunk. We, you should also be rolling around there on the floor, like a, you know, like a paradigm. Obviously, so I, don't, I don't want to be like you. You're not normal. This is not a normal thing that you're doing. I don't have to follow your, your lunacy. Besides for the Chachmi Yisrael, Chachmi Yisrael are different. But everyone else... The vast majority of the world are shikr from Tivus. It's all it all revolves around Tivus. Everybody knows that. The whole you know, the way products are sold and every every you know, you can't go online, every advertisement and every uh, you know, every this and every that, every you know, every magazine cover and everything is just it's all Tivus. The whole world is not they're not you don't, you know, buy a paper or a magazine and it's you know thinking about uh, you know you know, chashava psychology and, and people thinking intellectually, and it's all it's all wrapped around some way or some somehow around Tivus. The only free people, meaning the people that are free from Tivus, is somebody that learns there. It doesn't mean that we're perfect. It doesn't mean that we ourselves don't have Tivus. Of course, we have Tivus. But the Chachmi Yisrael, who are the ones that we're following, meaning who are we? we we're not. You're not. You're not expected to, to be a maimon just based on the fact that you yourself came to this realization. You're, you're a maimon because you have a messiah, because you have Rabbeim and they're a G'dayli Yisrael. You have you know, all the G'dayim that we have and our, you know, 
I was like to see, to learn, you know, in Rav Shlomo Zaman Shir. It's implausible for me to think that Rav Shlomo Zaman Arabach would be, would be making a mistake in terms of his Amunah. It's not Shayach. You know, it's like he was so pure. And so besides for being brilliant, but he was a pure, honest, you know, brilliant, straight person he wouldn't say, oh, you know what, you know, I, I don't, you know, it's impossible to think that he would make a mistake in Amuna, that he would make a mistake in these issues. So don't base your Amuna, you know, solely on yourself and thinking like, you know what, I, I don't know if it's really true. Maybe, you know, the whole world can't be crazy. That type, that, that, that cheshpan doesn't apply. It only applies if you're making the cheshpan on your own. But if you're following the rabbin, meaning you're following the, the people in the world that are pure and, and capable of making these decisions, uh, of, of guiding us in terms of Amuna, in terms of Ikri Hadas, the, the vast majority of people in the world, of the billion, of the seven and a half billion people in the world, Adayim, the vast majority of those few precious individuals that have the clarity to see straight and to not be, to not be Nimshach after Taivas, the Rav is Yidden. The Rav is Klal Yisrael. There's no one in the, in the world, I don't, you know, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not an expert in the world, and I'm sure, you know, there might be some very fine people in the world, and very smart people in the world, and very pure people, but the vast majority is found by Klal Yisrael. There might be one guy in the Himalayas, but the vast majority of the people in the world that are not nimshach after their taivas, and can see straight, and have a Messiah, a Ruach HaKadosh, and a you know, does the world have Reb Chaim Kanievsky? Does is it Shayach in the world? Have, it's not Shayach, and all the other people, Reb Chaim Kanievsky's sons. Forget it. You know, if you, if you know, his 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 grandsons, they're all they're chash. They, they don't. There's no such thing in the world like that. Go find me somebody in the world that has a Ruch Hakodesh like he has. I just was reading on Shabbos. There's a. Um, an amazing story. I hope I don't mess it up, but something to the degree that. He was, somebody came to him, it was a bacher, and he was getting older, and he needed a shidduch, and he had a very bad scar on his face, like a very big scar. And, um, and no girl was really, in, you know, it always, like, they went out with him once, and, and it was in. He was getting very depressed. So he went to Reb Chaim, and he asked Reb Chaim, like, how do you, uh, you know, what do I do? Like, you know... So he said, instead of, uh, he said, what's, what's the story? Like, how did it happen? So he said that there was a, uh, he was walking through a street one night in whatever part of Eretz Yisrael, and there was a girl, and this girl was, uh, you know, it was going back a few years, a young teenage girl, and she was, uh, she was being attacked by uh, a group of uh, thugs, of Arabs or something, and, uh, and he screamed at them, this, this, this bacher, to get them away from her. And then they came after him, and they slashed his face, and they ran away. That was the story. So, um, so he said to Rebbeim, "You know, I'm going out with one girl after they don't want to go out with me anymore after one day." So he says, "Just the next girl you go out with, just be honest with her. Just tell her the story right away. Don't like, don't wait for a later date. Tell her the story. Tell her the story. Tell her how it happened." So he went out with a girl. He told her how it happened. Right away, he sat down, whatever, and she saw that she was looking at him. And he told her the whole story, and she started crying. She says, what are you crying? She says, I was that girl. You saved my life. And they got married. 
Rav Chaim has a Ruach HaKai, is a man today in our world that's, that's roaming the face of the same world that we are, that has Mamish Ruach HaKaidish. Ruach HaKaidish, Mamish. And, you know, there's so, you don't, you don't like, you know, you think, after Rav Mahatis, the whole world can be crazy. Okay, maybe that's the way you're thinking, because, and, and I'm thinking, because maybe we have Taibis ourselves, but if you go Basa, the rive of the Zikne Ha'elam, and you go, you know, and, and the rive of them is, is, is the Chachmi Yisrael. There's no one like that in the world. There's no one like that in the world. So if he's keeping Shabbos, and he's keeping Kash, and he says that Taira is Emes, and his father is a stifler who said the same thing, and his grandfather was, you know, um, the Tzaddik of Yushalayim, Rabbi Levine, and, you know, going back Taira, so then, you know, we're, we're good. You know, we're on, we're, on, we're on really good, firm ground. We don't have to worry about, like, what happens if I go through my whole life and I find that after I die, then I made a mistake. You know, maybe I was wrong the whole time. But, yeah, if you're making that cheshman on your own, maybe you're, because you're also nimshacha, that question can only come about because, because we ourselves have taivas. But if you go baser the chachma Yisrael, the question is not even a question. If you're riding on the shoulders of, of, of giants and you're basing your yadus on the fact that you have a Messiah and you see great people and you know that great people exist and you have a, a clear, you know, you're learning the Rishonim, the Tanam, the Amairam, and you see that these are, these, we have a direct Messiah from them, then go show me in the Messiah where they have such a Messiah. So to say that you go bust the rive of the world, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't even start. You know, the, the, the first two pshatim that we learned tonight are, are, are that Suffolk and Vade. That's, Rebbe Khan says like, yeah, that's true, but that's the next, that's already, you don't have to go that far. There, there's no, there's no, they're, they're all biased. The whole world is, is nimshach after their taivas. There's no, it doesn't even start. There's no rive. They don't have a rive. It's not a rive, you, you only say rive by a, by a Suffolk, by, by a Suffolk, not a Vade. No, there's no rive. They don't have a rive. They don't, everything is, they're all, they're, they're, if they're Dayanim, they're, 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 they're not reliable Dayanim. They're, they're, they're Paslo Dayanim. They don't, they're Nimshach after their Taivas. So these are three basic Malachim and how to deal with this. And it's sort of important sometimes to understand why we do things, the mechanics behind where our, our Muna comes from. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, maybe people might ask you this. And, or maybe you might ask it yourself, to yourself sometimes. And it's important to fortify ourselves with this knowledge of the G'dayli Yisrael, of how they interpreted it, how they deciphered and um, dissected the Shaila. And uh, Hashem, we, should, uh, we should understand how fortunate we are. You know, it's, it's a big schus that we have to be a member of Klal Yisrael. We could have also, you know, been part of the Umas Salem that, uh, you know, that are, that are not Zeichet to the Messiah that we have. And, uh, and we're Zeichet to the, to the Rabbani Shalom and to Taira and, and Kedusha and Amit Hashem. We should feel proud and Asheinu Matev Chalkeinu, Manam Garaleinu, Mayafi Rishaseinu.